Unlike the first minister, we're not scared of fucking swearing as we discuss Rangers' COVID breach, Hamilton cruising the Lanarkshire derby as well as Dave Cormack's postponed Q&A, and Letty facing a board review. It's episode 9 of the False 90s podcast. With me today, we have just Marcus and Kyle. How are you doing tonight, guys? I'm alright. Yeah, I'm good, mate. Good, mate. Um, How are you doing? Yeah, good. Uh, bit bored this weekend because Hibs' game was called off due to a frozen pitch at West County. That's all we're touching on <laughs> because we can't really talk about this fun game. Um, we'll start with Rangers, though. Uh, 1-0 win over uh, Tommy Wright. And his Killy team. Um, I just don't think Tommy White was in the stands. For, uh, was in charge for this one, was he? I'm not too sure. He was in the stands. Was he in the stands? Okay. Um, I wonder when a absolute screamer from uh, Ryan Jack. <laughs> yes. Arguably, probably one of the league goals of the season. Probably. A beautiful, beautiful strike. Um, the touch he took to control it, and then. Oh. oh, yeah. You could tell as soon as he was leaving his foot, that was going straight in. The keeper absolutely no chance. Um, but yeah, it was okay from Rangers. I thought uh, could be better. Uh, it's just that it's just that final third. I think is what's missing. And obviously, he just he just shows that how much we were missing Morelos, Morelos in that game. Hmm. Uh, it's just the way he holds the ball and everything. I think that's. It shouldn't be because obviously we've been scoring a lot of goals with without Morelos, but Morelos has been involved in the team. Um, but yeah, no, like um, I can't really complain with another three points on the board, another another win towards the title. So you feel like the performance um, was quite similar to the Hamilton game, and that it was a lack of urgency. No, I wouldn't say it was similar to the Hamilton game. Uh, it was better than the Hamilton game for sure. Um, but um, yeah, it was, it was an okay performance. I was going to say it was brilliant. Like we did dominate the ball as you'd expect us to do. But you probably got to give credit to Kamarik as well. Kamarik defending mm-hmm. uh, got frustrating at times as well to watch. But they're always quite uh, hard to break down, Kelly. Even if they yeah they like going forward. So I think teams have now got belief as well. Obviously, like from our previous results as well against Motherwell and. Um, Obviously, drawn a Hamilton as well. The teams will probably have something well, not to be afraid, really. Taylor's going to have a go, so... Yeah, um, yeah it was not really much to report. And obviously, if you have not watched the strike, watch it, because, my God, beautiful strike. It was good, good play as well for the goal. Um, bit, bit of scraps at the end. But then Tommy Wright came out and said that the goal should have st- um, stood because it was a handball or something in the, in the play. But it um, didn't look like it, to be honest. Um, of course, I would say that though. Um, I remember them mentioning something about a handball in the sports scene, but I don't know if I saw it. I was only half interested because there was no hips highlights to be. <laughs> so um, yeah. <laughs> Is it your own team or no team at all, Marcus? Huh? Yeah, I was only watching sports scene because nothing else to do. <laughs> but Fair enough, man. No, I am happy with the three points. Can't really complain when you got three points. So exactly, yeah. When the wind does. Solid, got it's enough to keep the uh, the unbeaten run going. Um, yeah. to 79 points at this point in the season, it's just about winning as well. It's not about your performances anymore. It's just is that that that's the sort of game that we probably would have ended up drawn. Um, um and obviously yeah. the Hamlet game was a prime example of that, yeah. As well, I think, um, yeah, I think if you want to be title winners, those are the kind of games where you have to be scrappy and we get a one nil win despite not playing well. Well, I, th- I think most Rangers fans, or and fans in general, and pundits as well, are um, obviously sort of like dissing Rangers' performances to a degree. Mm. That's just because we, obviously, the start of the season we've been very, very good. Uh, it's just probably just a bit. I don't know what the word is for it, but like we've been playing that sort of high standards for weeks, and then you're just a bit like, oh, it's just another game. But that's the sort of game that we would have lost probably last season or the season before. Um, it's just shows the mentality is at least better. Yeah, it would have was to keep up those standards for the whole season anyway. So the fact exactly, that yeah, exactly, exactly. Team, the inevitable dip has come in form, but you're still winning. That's what you want, really. Safe set of champions, to be honest. Exactly. So right. I don't think there's anything to worry about. 
too much um, as long as there's no uh, there's no four wins we need and a draw to wrap up the title. It's uh, still on for it, Celtic partner. <laughs> there was other news coming out of Rangers this weekend. Um, I'll let you guys cover this one as well because it's it's on the opposite side of a of a win. It's uh, not good news. Yeah. Um, so Rangers tweeted. Let me just get the tweet up. Um, oh, there's news two hours ago about Hibs coronavirus cases, but we'll come back to that later. Really. Yeah, yes. one case confirmed. But we'll, obviously, we'll touch on that later. Um, but yeah, there was an incident with uh, Rangers uh, players. Um, I was going to try to tweet up before you. Give me a second. Um, so Rangers tweeted out on the fourteenth, uh, quarter past eight at night. Said Rangers are aware of an alleged incident which is subject to an international international. <laughs> Internal investigation. We'll make no further comment. And uh, it was quickly released after that that there was coronavirus breaches in the club uh, from certain players, and not hundred percent confirmed. Um, but the rumours are it's Calvin Bassey, Nathan Patterson, Dabo and Budde, and Kieran Dixon were at a party. Um, obviously, it's not on for any club to be doing that. Um, it's frankly embarrassing for for fans and probably the staff and the first team players. Because um, I like what you said before, Marcus. Before we were started recording, it's, mm. it's it's it really is just there should be more that's been done. But I know the club will like what they did with um, the previous uh, with uh, John Jones incident. Um, they'll definitely be fined and uh, banned uh, games. Uh, I wish uh, I wish I was at a gaff. Obviously, if, if it <laughs> we all do, mate. To be honest, think none of us none of us want to be in this situation. But we're all just so like you wonder what's going through their heads. Do they think that? Do they think that the rest of us um, are okay with this situation? Do they just think that oh, it's just me that's affected, so I'm going to go and? This will be our first title think. since 2011. Why would you risk that? At all, mm, yeah. It's embarrassing. It really is. And plus, we've we've all been slagging. We've been slagging Celtic for them going to Dubai, and then I'm not saying that this is worse or better because a breach is a breach. But the fact that it's the second um, time in a row that Rangers players have been caught heading to a gaff. You know what I mean? I know. I know. We should be doing better anyway. The thing is, I think this it's slightly different. It's kind of like Celtic have kind of doubled down and said you know it was okay to go to Dubai rather than Rangers have made kind of made swift action to kind of find the players ban the players from from playing and but this is this is it's not not about Celtic at all it's yeah yeah of course it's it's us we should be having higher standards than what we've done already mm. you so, hope so. You hope so from one of the biggest clubs in the country haven't they uh, um there's not really much to comment on it. I hope I hope um, the board and um, Gerard does what he does. And... Gerard will be raging. He'll oh, be... he'll be, oh, he'll he'll be like... human. And then oh. look what happened to Jones Edmondson. They've been checked out alone. Exactly. And I, I genuinely think that these players will not have a future, to be honest, at the club at all. It's just a shame because I do like I do like Bassey. He, he's he's been pretty decent. He's been involved in in some of the games. Like, obviously, given Bonner arrest, and Patterson's been decent as well. It's I hope that a conclusion comes to it. Hopefully, they'd be fined out a lot of wages. Um, and I hope the club just deal with it properly, which they will. I hope. I think yeah. Especially with they've got games in Europe coming up on Thursday, that kind of puts a spotlight on the team, an unnecessary spotlight on the team going into yeah, yeah, of a big game. It's just, it's, just, it's just lucky that it was the only, the only positive I can take from this is what I've said previously before we were recording. Um, is that it was found out on a Sunday, so there was no bubble broke within the squad, so they didn't go back and go back to the bubble with the squad that that could have risked the whole entire squad. Yeah. So, imagine imagine having a situation like Celtic Cap where you've got 
what half your first team having to isolate before a big European match. You know what I mean? That's the last thing. Oh, I yeah. So, um, on that as well, I've got the Hib statement up. Um, so Hibernian FC confirmed that a player is self-isolating after contracting coronavirus. Uh, the player who is showing no symptoms, which is good, uh, tested positive after he came into contact with the virus at home over the weekend. Uh, he's not been inside the stadium or training centre since contracting the virus and will be isolated for 10 days. So, yeah, like, yeah. kind of like what Kyle was saying, the good thing about that is there's no reason to believe that it spread around the club. But, you know, So, whoever it is, that should just be an isolated incident and that should be fine. I think, I don't know, uh, I feel like as a hip supporter, okay. it's we've been kind of lucky. Um, kind of lucky with how coronavirus has gone over the season. Uh, we've never really had any major kind of breaches with it. Yeah, this, never... is, this is the first confirmed case in the club. Yeah, we've been. I feel like we've been kind of lucky with it. I know Alex Gogic had a false positive, but that wasn't obviously. It wasn't a positive. <laughs> it wasn't a. Po- it wasn't an actual positive. Um, so yeah, I feel like like St Mirren have had troubles. Aberdeen have had troubles. Uh, Kelly. You know, I feel like a lot of shenanigans has gone, but I think we've been kind of untouched. So the fact that it's finally happened isn't surprising. I, I was kind of expecting it to happen at some point to us. Um, but the fact it hasn't, hopefully, hasn't, hasn't spread around the club is something... So it's like it isn't. Yeah, I, I really, uh, really hope so. But, um, uh, but yeah, and I hope the player, obviously, whoever it is, can, can recover. The fact they're showing no symptoms as well is decent. Um, yeah. So, yeah, brilliant. But, yeah, I didn't know about that until you just said that, so I just looked up and I've got the... Yeah, I was just scrolling Twitter and it was up there. Yeah, it was fine that we released a statement, but, yeah. No, that's... Yeah, like I said, I knew it was going to happen at some point because it's... Like, we, we've... Uh, it's been coming. We've, we've been quite lucky with it throughout the season, so... Yeah, mm-hmm. talking about it, yeah. first minister has, been, has come out about the Rangers thing and, you know, kind of slated... slated everyone involved... Um, but it, 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 like we were saying before, like we don't football is getting an unnecessary kind of rep against Bobby. this when when Rangers when like sports like rugby aren't. So yeah, definitely. Um, the not just with coronavirus, but I mean, well, this isn't this is maybe going off topic a wee bit, but um, in general, the attitude towards uh, football and rugby from the authorities, not just the government, you know, policing and everything is, is um, uh, I don't agree with it. I think it's really classist, I guess you could say. Um, so, but this is obviously gone off topic. I just, yeah, it's obviously carried over into coronavirus and uh, you had professional rugby players for Edinburgh breaking coronavirus rules. And as far as I can tell, nothing happened. And then, you know, similar things where footballers did. Um, I mean, you, you can't say that nothing happened though, because you you probably expect the clubs to deal with it like independently about it. As far as I can tell, well, uh, well, football football got a, a a yellow card from the first minister, and rugby got nothing because so. Oh, but no, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not really on topic. I mean, it's not just with coronavirus as well. It's with anything. It's with the way the fans are treated by police in general. I just um, it's an entirely different topic. It's something completely. Yeah, we could have another podcast about this, but that's, <laughs> it's, it's a special net coming next week. <laughs> yeah, the, the good, the good, the good middle class. You know, oh, they can behave themselves, but the the lower class football animals. Oh, we need to cook them up and you know, what I mean, and have police escorts and cameras and and you know, what I mean, and, and all that. So it's, it's rubbish. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway, that was off topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're only on topic. I'll bring us back on keep, topic. Keep, keep that inside, Marcus. Keep that inside. <laughs> keep the rage yeah. inside. Um, uh, we'll, we'll get back on topic with rugby's, uh, uh, rugby's not a real sport anyway. It's made up. So. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I agree, yeah. but yeah. Um, yeah, we'll move on to uh, the most boring game of the weekend: Aberdeen nil, St Mirren nil. I mean, are we surprised? I really didn't have any scored in, what is it, like three or four or five games or something like that? And it was completely changed their, so, their entire um, front yeah. line. Um, what do you expect, really? Yeah. Um, I didn't watch the game. I didn't even watch the highlights. I don't think it even was highlights. It was the a game. total of five shots on target uh, the entire game. Uh, <laughs> nice. Nah, it's, it's something that you would like. 
it's like a bedtime story. You'd read it to fall asleep to. You know what I mean? It's it would have been. I didn't really watch it, but if you want to fall nah, asleep, it'd be boring. Buy buy an Aberdeen season ticket. <laughs> <laughs> buy a virtual virtual season ticket. This is why they want McInnes out because it's been boring football for nine years. Yeah, one of my mates is an Aberdeen fan. He he's fuming. He just he wants a change at the club. Uh, he just wants basically just to start afresh and just revamp the team, really. Yeah, I think that's what they need. It's definitely what they need. Well, there was going to be a Q&A, Hope, uh, the chairman, Dave Cormack, um, with the fans, some kind of like Zoom thing. But that got cancelled after this game because of big fan backlash. <laughs> um, basically, everyone yeah. wants picking us out. That, that, that doesn't look good on the club at all. Um, it shows that they obviously know there's an issue. So I'd say if it continues, then I don't think McInnes has too long. Um, so if they're, if they're, I think, well, I think anyhow, they're, they're not going to catch us. Even if they start winning, I don't think they're going to catch us. Um, so it's just a matter of whether they can kind of start picking up results, maybe get, you know, for, for in time for the split. Uh, that might save his job. But if they continue slipping down the table, I mean, Livy could potentially catch up with them. Uh, then that could be the final final nail in the coffin. But then it's it's kind of similar to Lennon. It's like you worry, or you you wonder how likely it actually is. Like they they could they could um, slip down to fifth or sixth or something and still keep his job for some reason. So so yeah, you never really you never really know, but. I think we touched on this over the past couple of pods and said that basically it's probably a stupid idea to get rid of him now mm. because there's not much of the season left. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, he has, he's got a whole new uh, front line in, so I guess... I think it's just waiting for them to kind of click first to yeah, see, see what how, happens. How they do. Um, Canberry is... If I know anything about Canberry, it's that he's not going to be the answer to Aberdeen clinching third off of us. Like he he's too he, he's a quality Inconsistent. player. <laughs> he's a quality player, but by this point in his career he's totally done himself. You know what I mean? He's he's not uh, recovering. He'll be kicking about the lower German leagues or something or staying in the Swiss league. Um or if I don't know, if he wants to stay permanent in Scotland, he he's the kind of player who he's gonna end up at like a Killy for a few years. You know what I mean? Like Killy always just seems to sign like rejects of other clubs so he just can end up there for like a few seasons you know what i mean he's um he could have he could have been playing in like the english championship if he if he'd i don't know if he'd stayed at us actually well if he'd actually pulled his finger out and performed for us i think he could have gotten a big move um because like sunderland were looking at him but nah, it's his attitude problems i think but yeah um you but, yeah, I that's not the answer for aberdeen i don't know about fraser hornby either but Regardless, I don't. I don't think. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think like... replacing your entire front line in January isn't isn't the way to go um, if you want to climb up the table. Yeah. I don't know. To be fair to McInnes, I don't know if all that can be put put on him because I think what is it? Is it Hedges that's injured for uh, a few months? And... Uh, Watkins got recalled from his loan, so I don't know. I, it's obviously not all been significant. that he's kind of just working with what uh, is available, what, what he's been given. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's you just uh, you wonder how long he's gonna keep his job. You wonder. You wonder how um, sustainable it is that how Aberdeen are going. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, um, you said earlier that Livingston could be hot on Aberdeen's uh, tail in terms of uh, fourth place, but uh, at the weekend they suffered a 3-0 loss to Dundee United. This was kind of a shock result in a way. Obviously Livingston did lose their last game, but losing to Dundee United, who we've slated for not being able to score. Well, um, I've, I've said a few times that Dundee United have everything there to be a much better team, but Mickey Mellon's tactics will them back. And what they've done is instead of playing a front three, they've gone with, I think it was uh, 4-2-3-1 they played. So yeah. they just played Shankland in the zone. They had two wingers, which 
uh, I know Apare was in one wing, but anyway, like Spall, uh, Spall got uh, he was on the other wing, scored within a minute. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what they've needed, like because that offers more like more width for a start, more more service. If you're playing three up front, like McNulty and Clark aren't going to be drifting out right, providing width for the strikers. So the fact they've got width now, and like from the highlight, I mean, I didn't watch the game. I watched the highlights, obviously, but it looked like Ian Harks was playing that sort of playmaker role that they've needed. Like, and Shankland, it's no coincidence then that Shankland goes and scores two goals because the only thing he's been lacking is the service. Service. So now they've got that. They have everything. They have everything in front of them to be able to go and and be a decent team. Um. So. Yeah, no, no surprise really. They do have a really good squad. They have a much better squad than Winston. There um, were two red cards in this game. Um, both yeah. of them, are which like you can understand why they've been given for red, but personally, myself, if I was a ref, I wouldn't have given red for them. Um, like they were kind of like fifty fifties, and they've just gone in a bit too hard kind of thing for both both of the red cards in a way Pollitt um, one was definitely a red I think what's that sorry the Peter Pollitt one was a red see uh, I'm, like I'm not too sure for me but again that's one of the ones I don't know like I said I was only kind of half paying attention to yeah. the highlights I just wanted to see the goals but um, yeah I remember looking at the Pollitt one thinking yeah that's pretty rough oh, that's pretty um, that's meriting a red so Sure, that's yeah. Also, I think Dundee United played better with 10 men than they did with 11. <laughs> Obviously, they only had 11 for 30, 30 minutes, but I think. Yeah. And, and Livingston, are they slipping a bit? Obviously, they've got the League Cup final coming up. Does that. Is it, is it, a, bad, is it a bad time to hit a poor run of form like this? Yeah, I mean before a cup final, it is. Uh, or it doesn't. It doesn't um, put the fans in a good mentality, or you know, raise their hopes or anything like that. That is, it's two losses on the bounce. I've got St Mirren coming up at the weekend. Um, that'll be a, that'll be a big game um, because they'll need to, they want to pick up some form before they they head into that uh, League Cup final with St Johnston uh, in two weeks' time. I mean, after 14 games um, unbeaten, they weren't going to keep that up indefinitely. So, but yeah. I don't think they're going to completely drop off. Like they'll just kind of level out. Yeah, yeah it's it's two losses on the bounce, as you said. 14 game unbeaten run, so it's no, it's uh... yeah. They'll just they'll just level out. They won't they won't drop them dramatically. Or anything, but they'll just kind of level out. Uh, they're still a decent. Uh, Martindale still works wonders with that squad. So. Still, yeah, still a very like, well-drilled side. They know what they're doing, and they can yeah. get results if they can get results. So um, it, it's not a time to worry if you're a Livy fan. Do you think it's maybe they're overconfident a wee bit? Is that why they're slacking down a wee bit in the results? It could be. It could be. It could be. Um, I think. Last time, the last time I think that their, their loss to St Johnston kid did kind of hit them a bit, so it could be something to do with that as well. Is that they've because they've finally lost their unbeaten run, they were hit last game and they're kind of on low morale heading into this one. They, yeah, I mean, they were they were praised so much by the media, I think it was a bit, it would have been a bit difficult not to believe your own height, uh, from maybe from a player's point of view, so I don't know, potentially that's the case um, yeah but Livingston are the kind of club that whenever they've done well in the top flight the past few years they, they suit being an underdog like they suit kind of just having an 11 that, that grafts and, and works because and the reason they do that is because they know that as a club they don't have the budget of a lot of their teams in the league um, so they kind of have to you know to get results they have to work that hard and maybe that kind of football doesn't work as well if you don't have that mentality that you're up, you're going to be up against it if you think that the game's going to be easy then you know maybe you get complacent like you're saying and just kind of slip out but yeah Livingston like they, they they get their strength from being written off so 
whenever uh, when they're being praised and um, you know when they're expected to win maybe the it isn't super yeah they're not an underdog anymore and they can't really um play like underdogs yeah that that yeah but that's that's just uh, what i think I'm, I'm not sure if it is a, you know you'd hope professionals wouldn't get complacent like that but i'm, I'm not too sure no um, talking about uh, complacency, um, we'll move to fur part for the Lanarkshire Derby. Motherwell won Hamilton Academical 4. Is that what you think happened? Do you think Motherwell got complacent? I, th- I think Motherwell were just shit. Um, I, I, just, I just wanted some kind of segue. <laughs> yeah, I think... I mean, it's, it's February, what else can you say? It's, it's, it's Hamilton's season has started. <laughs> like it always does in February, so... Hamilton do have a knack of being awful for up until about February time and then turning on in February and surviving. Which they've done it again. And then in probably one of their biggest game of the season, it's a it's a result which you you wouldn't have expected a four one. Um even if you did predict Hamilton win. Um I think I think it's simply just that Hamilton would win, but I think I said 2-1 in last, uh, last week's predictions, so... Do you want to hear the results from last week? Um, I think we'll go over that when we get to doing the results, oh, right, okay. predicting... Just because it came in a conversation there, I have them all. Yeah, I'm very interested. To uh, yeah, I'm interested as well. Apparently there is a clear winner, but um, it's, a shame that, well. uh, it's a shame that Lewis isn't on this week, because he'd be able to tell us what went wrong with with Motherwell. Um, maybe, maybe that's why he's not one. Because... Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why <laughs> nah, um, I don't know. I, I watched, or I say I watched, I had the game on in the background and it was kind of like half paying attention to it. But like, yeah, Hamilton just strolled it, like, honestly. Um, I watched I watched the highlights. Um, yeah, it looked like they completely were just in control from the first whistle. Yeah. I don't think as much else you can say. Like, Motherwell... It's really strange because I think they have looked a bit better under Alessandro, but um, I think you've got a lot of players in that squad like Campbell and O'Donnell, whose contracts are running up, who maybe don't have the incentive to work as much for the club. So maybe that's your problem is that you know you you've got a squad of players that is uh, a bit like Hibbs, um, a bit like Hibbs kind of at the start of last decade. They had a lot of players that obviously didn't want to be there. Uh, a lot of loan players, you know, so just kind of seeing out their contracts, seeing yeah, like uh, a certain Irish defender who's now somehow scammed his way into the Premier League. Um, we will go unnamed, but I think we're talking about Sam. He's he's an awful right back anyway. Um... Awful, awful human being. Um, but yeah, like yeah, it's a, it's a recipe for disaster when you've got a squad that. I mean, if it, that's what I mean. I'm saying, I'm saying all this about other clubs. This is just from an outsider looking in. I don't follow any of these clubs, but from what it looks to me, what it looks like to me, it looks like Motherwell need a shake up in terms of the, the squad. They just need Alexander. Just needs a window just to, you know, Campbell and that. You know, refresh the entire squad. Yeah. All right, go 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 down to England if you want to. Um, we'll bring some new faces in. Uh, players that players that want to be there, I guess. Because um, like O'Donnell as well, like you, a lot of players that just probably feel like they should be playing at a higher level. Or... So I don't know who got sent off within the first twenty minutes of the game. Um... Yeah, I mean, what can you say? Just a calamitous uh, from the start from Motherwell in general. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think. The Hamilton's their season have started. They've um, they're up to eleventh in the table. And they're no longer bottom, um, and this is where the push begins. I'd, I'd, I'd expect to see Hamilton getting quite a few more points on the board and escaping relegation again. Unfortunately, I think they will, because I think that the way, I mean, the, the other teams we're talking about for relegation, or not for relegation, but for the playoff place anyway, is Kelly. And Motherwell and 
Hamilton have already proven that they're way better than Liverpool. So I think they would probably beat Kelly right now as well. Really. So if they keep this up, then they can easily outperform those teams. So there's no reason why they can't finish like 10th. Probably. That's um, where they'll finish, I think, 10th. Yeah. Um, so, from 10th to... From 10th to 2nd on Sunday, there was a 2-1 win for Celtic over St. Johnston. Uh, to Odison Edward goals. Um, it was it was a good performance from Celtic. One they've kind of been lacking from over the past few weeks. But again, that's I don't know if it was a I don't know if it was a good performance from Celtic. It's a win. Um, I think uh, it's four wins on the bounce. The thing is that when I when I saw that St Johnson were because I, I watched the game um, when as soon as I saw St Johnson scored, I thought that's the because. The that's usually been the story with Celtic this season. When the team's gone one 0 up, and then you think, "Oh, that's that'll be that then," because Celtic won't kind of fight their way back into it. But what saved what saved Celtic was just like two moments of quality from Edward, as far as I'm concerned. Two moments within two minutes of each other as well. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they were overly. I don't think they were overly impressive. I think St. Johnson were probably lucky not to get seen from the game. Yeah, um, there was a couple um, instances for penalties for St. Johnson. Callum Davidson said they were denied at least two. So is is this one of those where um I think should there be more calls for referees to, you know, be better in Scotland or or, or for VAR? Nah, not VAR. I, I mean it'd be too much money for like the smaller teams. I'm VAR. so against VR, it's it's unreal. Like goal like technology, yes, but VR, no. Um, yeah. All the referees are part time as well, so if you had full time referees, maybe that would solve the refereeing issue. And but also, in Scotland, you don't have to cl- declare what club you support if you're a referee. Um, that's something I've learned. Well, you don't have to declare it officially. I mean, we all know who who they support. Um. And wait, what is it? Uh, John Beaton Loyal. <laughs> He's got that picture of him with um, Rangers f- uh, fans on the, on the flag out. No, it's it's um, no, it's, it's a it is a yeah. it is a messed up system where um, there's a lot of people who will support the big two clubs and will you know, and then that trickles down to referees as well and. Yeah. There, there, there could be some bias there. Well, all the all the referees are mostly from Lanarkshire. Oh, Barcelona, mm-hmm. Barcelona were just in. Um, all the referees are either from like Glasgow, Ayrshire, Lanarkshire. So like they're mostly going to be supporting them too. You know what I mean? If you had more referees from like Lothians or the northeast, then I don't know. I'm not an expert in the refereeing situation, but it just seems like they're all kind of you know from the Lanarkshire area, and obviously. Yeah, yeah. They're all giving each other the handshakes, you know. They're all, they're all they're beaten, all that. So, um, but yeah, like I said, though, like the the last thing we need is VAR because if that's proven anything, it's that it brings more controversy. It doesn't actually take any controversy out of the situation. So, uh, yeah, we don't we don't need that anywhere near Scottish football. Goaling technology, yes, because if you had goaling technology, maybe Hibs would have won another another derby or two in the past couple of years. Um, but yeah, VAR now. Um, and there's also a big game coming up this week. I just want to touch on this before we get into predictions and the quiz. Is the European football? Who's, who's, done, who's, who's done the quiz this week? Oh, I've got it. I've got it. All um, oh, right, because uh, I had one up just in case if anyone forgot. <laughs> oh, nice. I'll keep. I'll keep. I'll keep it for next weekend. Is, yeah. uh, is it me? Is it me next week? Um, I think. Yeah. Like Whoever wants to take it next week. Um, European football back this week. Um, as Marcus. Quietly mentioned earlier, Barcelona are playing at the moment. Um, yes, yes. Uh, but on Thursday, um, the only Scottish representative still in Europe, uh, Rangers, uh, will mm-hmm. travel to Antwerp to play. Well, Royal Antwerp. Um, yes. Uh, Looking forward to it. I miss European nights. Shame we can't be there. Um, but. You know, um, oh mate, like I was meant to go to Leverkusen before, but Antwerp is a lovely city as well. It's so nice. Yeah. So, I don't know who goes into the game favourites. It's I think it'll be very close. Um, 
I think Rangers are favourites last time I checked. The odds are with Rangers at the moment, yeah. Yeah. Um, quite nervous, actually, about this one. It could it could go either way, to be honest. Uh, uh, I know Antwerp are missing a couple of their players. Uh, they're missing quite a few. They're missing Desart, Mbakani, uh, Bats, Batus, Binsika, Harun, Butez, Verstraeter and Koopman. I don't know if they were first-team players. I don't know if they're any good. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about Royal Antwerp, but... Um, but we're, we're, we're missing Katic, so... Just Katic, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, I'm looking forward to it. It should be, should be a good game, hopefully. Um, it's, it's European Knights are back. Which is I'm Antwerp, they they uh, were a bit of a surprise in the group stage. They finished yeah. second in a group of Tottenham, Lask and Ludogorets. I think many predicted them to finish bottom of that group. But they got four wins. Um, and mm-hmm. Beating Tottenham 1-0, was it? Was Tot- it not at Tottenham? Uh, so they... I'm trying to find the results. I think they did. I th- I Yes, they did. Um, I did beat them at... Beat them at... Tottenham. Yeah. Uh, no, beat them at, uh, at Antwerp. Um, oh, they beat them at Antwerp, yeah. So, so it, it looks like it'll be a tough place to go there. Um, so, yeah, we just um, hope we can get back our game before. Obviously, Morelos will be available. So will Roof. So I guess it's a big boost. Um, he gives, it, the fact that Morelos is back, he gives you that. That kind of and also in. Scott Arfield's back as well. Scott Arfield's been an absolute key player for us uh, at the start of the season and European games as well. Uh, so it'll be a tough squad to pick for Gerard, um, but I, I know he'll go for his strongest team that he thinks on the day will win, deliver, deliver the the win back to Glasgow. But it's one of those ones where it's a good kind of. It'll be a good tie. It'd be a good time, but I was gonna say it's a, it's kind of like yeah. a good problem to have for Gerard that he's got all these players coming back. Yeah, yeah, of uh, That's just been the difference in total in in, in general this season. Is we've, we've got an actual solid squad. Um, that can... so, and that's obviously proven in Europe as well. We can rotate and still be still be a solid team. Um, but yeah, again, still nervous going into this game because Antwerp could play amazing like they did against um, Tottenham. Well, I think, I think to be f- in fairness in that game, Tottenham were awful. So Tottenham were, yeah, pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, um, it should be a good night. Um, I miss Thursday nights. Um, sitting downstairs, get to get the flag on, get the tunes on, get a couple beers going. So looking forward to it. It should be it should be a good game to go and watch anyway. I'll give my predictions at the end. When we do yeah, they were part, part of, of uh, this week's predictions. Um, but before we do predictions, it's time for the quiz. Yes. yes. Come on, let's do it. Marcus, I swear to God, man. <laughs> I've made it very hard this week, so... Um... Oh, mate, no way. Well, I've only won okay. two, so... You've won literally ones that you haven't done, mate. Oh, no, I won last week, didn't I? Uh, oh, yeah, so you did, uh... Um, right. So, uh, recently the um, Scottish uh, national team beat England in a inferior sport. Um, so we want to talk about the last time the Scottish football national team beat England, who scored the only goal in a one 0 win at Wembley in November. James McFadden in November nineteen ninety nine. Ninety nine. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't even know the team. This is awful. This is the year before I was born. This is awful. This is a month before I was born. I don't even know who this guy is. <laughs> <laughs> what what competition was it? Was it in... I think it it was uh, the Euros. playoffs for Euro 2000. All the, all the Scotland dads are shouting at us right now. Exactly. Everyone over the age of about 25. I didn't even know the team, mate. So was, it, was that like Phil Neville in, in the England team, right? Yeah, it would have Must been. Have been. Something like that, yeah. Anyway, couldn't I, tell you. I, I, I literally couldn't tell you. I know there probably was a couple of Rangers players in that team. It was Donald Hutchinson. 
Next. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> move on. Um, oh, clearly. Okay, uh, we'll move on to uh, someone. I think this will be a who's first on the buzzer one. Uh, who did Rangers beat when they last won the Scottish Cup in 2009? Falkirk. Yeah, Marcus Falkirk. gets the point. Yes, that was a complete guess. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, and then another one. Uh, another one that could be a quick one. Uh, so Hibs at the moment are sitting in third place. Who was the leading goal scorer for Hibs the last time they finished third? Chamberi. In two thousand and four, two thousand and five. Oh, Christ, man! Oh, what is this? Abomination! Come on, you should guess, mate. This was before, like this was before I'd been to my first Hibs game. Uh, I think my first tips game would have been six seven, so. Uh, Riordan. Yep, Derek Riordan. Riordan, yeah, yeah. That's a joke, fam. I, th- I thought that was a pretty safe one, but. Yeah. Um... Fair enough. <laughs> Another classic uh, Hibs moment. Uh, I want to say, name any of the goal scorers in the high-scoring game that we know of. Uh, Motherwell six, Hibs six. Name any oh, of the goal no. scorers. <clears throat> what year was this in? That is a good question. I didn't write that down. Um, I think it's twenty eleven. But I will just double check that. Yeah, it was around then. Uh, Stokes. Than... Stokes, yep, he scored two. Uh, it was May 2010. Yeah, so Stokes is one of them. Who's that guy that who's, who's that guy that, yep. I, 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 um, that, that played for Dundee, but then also played for Motherwell? And... I know, uh, wait, is it Motherwell scorers as well? Motherwell scorers as well, yeah. I think, is it Juchkiewicz? Juchkiewicz, yeah. Scored for Motherwell, he's the one who scored. Uh, he scored the six. Hately, Thomas Hately. Thomas Hately, yeah. Uh, Colin Nish must have been playing around then, eh? Colin, I think he scored a hat-trick. Colin Nish scored a hat-trick, yeah. Yeah, and I think that'll be all the hip scorers, eh? So. That's all the hip scorers, yeah. Alright, well, I don't even know the Motherwell squad, so... Right. There's two more for the for Motherwell like, well, if Lewis I, was, is... I was actually I was actually reading about this a couple of days ago, by the way. Really? Mm-hmm. I think I, I, Kyle, you'll probably get them before me because I couldn't name you another Motherwell player apart from like uh gets in that team, so there's someone that played who plays I think was, was Jamie Murphy playing for Motherwell at that time? Or no, was that later? Uh I don't know. I just wrote down who scored, oh. so he didn't score oh, if he wants. How many how many how many players are we missing? Uh, just two. Two. Two players scored Lewis two. Would've, Lewis would have got these already. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If Lewis was on, he would have gone both. Uh, no. I know I know he played for Mother, but I can't remember what year. Sutton, John Sutton. John Sutton, yep. <laughs> mate, mate, okay, no, I don't have any more, mate. That's, that's me, I'll wrap my brain. Uh, the other one was, is it uh, Giles, uh, Charles Coke? Yeah. Nice. Oh, well, Lewis will be proud of me anyway. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, last question: Which country did former Kilmarnock striker William G- Gross come from? He is the only player from this country to play in the SPFL. William who? William Oops. Gross. How is that spelled? G R O S. Gross. Um. William. Sounds French. It sounds um, Liechtenstein. No, he's not from Liechtenstein. William Gross. Is he not from France? No. No. Nah. Ah, the only player from his country. Um... Gross. Man, I've got a clue. Oh my god. Um, Suriname? Suriname, no. I'm just thinking of countries that like not many players are, are coming for. Um, William. So that could be like Americas or. Give us a clue, mate. Uh, it's an African yeah. country. Madagascar. It's Madagascar, yeah. How'd you get no, that? Oh, 
because African, this like famous African. Mate. That's a good point. Yeah, uh, yeah. He played fifty uh, fifty appearances for Kilmore between 2010 and twenty fourteen. Um, yeah. Um, so Marcus wins that quiz with six points. Carl, you got four. It's another. How many did I get? Was that sorry? Four. How many did I get? Four. Oh, Most okay. of those were getting the. How much you could put some answers, by the way? Here we go, three in a row. Right, it's, not, it's not three in a row, is it? It's three wins. It's not three in a row. <laughs> exactly. I need to think of a new song. Yeah, that was rubbish. <laughs> that was terrible. Dude. That was shocking. <laughs> Shall we just move on to doing the? Yeah. Um, right. Three times. <laughs> Let's move on. So, I've got all the results from the last predictions, and I can tell you, drawing last. Would you like to know who's drawing last? It's me. Isn't it? It's me and you, Sam. <laughs> sitting on with one point, and I can tell you where we both got the one point from. So you got your one point from... From saying all Rangers win, I'm guessing. Yeah, from the Rangers win, yeah. And nobody got any points for the Hibs. And I also got my point from the Rangers win. <laughs> <laughs> so in fourth... No, is it third? In third. In third is Andy with two. Yeah, he got his points from the Hamilton game. Oh. Yeah, because he predicted a Hamilton win. Yep. And from the Celtic game as well. And I'll just skip straight to first. Okay, so between. Okay. Me and Lewis. I, I hate to say this again. Marcus has won. Oh, Jesus Christ. With six. Yes. Did he get his points? It's an absolute joke. <laughs> yeah. So he got a point. right, so he got a point for predicting a draw with um Aberdeen and St. Mirren. Okay. You said one all. <laughs> uh you got a point for the Hamilton game. Okay, for predicting a win. Yeah, uh, you've got a point for the Rangers game, and you got three points because you predicted the Celtic and St Johnston score correct. Ooh. Did I? Oh, did I say 2 1? Yes, oh, yeah, my notes you do so. Nice, Marcus is winning so far. Yeah, unfortunately, um, you change that. Next week. Well, how many points did Lewis earlier. get? Well, did Lewis get? Yeah, Lewis got three. Oh, three, okay, I'll tell you where he got his points from. As well, so not too bad all around. Uh, well, Lewis obviously didn't get uh, didn't get points for the Motherwell Hamlin game. So <laughs> nice to rub it in like that. <laughs> <laughs> he got one in the Rangers game. Um, I'm going. I can't see. I might have actually got this wrong. Oh no, that's fine because that game didn't get played. Uh, he got a point in the Celtic game. Uh, there's one more, and think no, I may have got this wrong actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Hey, we'll come back to that later. <laughs> is my title here? Is my title going to be null and void? Uh, why would it be null and void? I thought you said you had it wrong. Uh, I mean, yeah, null and void. Yeah, it's just null and oh, void. No. <laughs> Doesn't get the math bar. Screw it. And all it leads on is to this week's... This week's where we've got two games on Wednesday. The Europa League game between Rangers and Antwerp. And four games on Saturday and two games on Sunday. So we've got quite a few this week. So lots yeah. of opportunity to get points. Um, so the game's tomorrow. Actually, it'll be today by the time this pod comes out. Um, Wednesday, it'll be Celtic versus Aberdeen. It should be a good game. Well... Um. You can just kick us off, Marcus, with your score predictions. Yeah, um, so I don't think Aberdeen are going to be any better, um, <laughs> unfortunately, from for them. Um, so, yeah, at the same time, like Celtic seem to have turned a, a wee bit of a corner. They're picking up results even if they're playing amazing football. Yeah. Um, so I think Celtic will win 2-0. It'll be another kind of just boring 
Yeah, I was going to say the exact same thing. Uh, I think Celtic will score two pretty decent goals. Uh, I, I don't see, and on the form that Aberdeen are in right now, uh, scoring at Celtic Park. Yeah, Canberry. Yeah, I, 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 I just decides to have is like one good game in ten. I, I, I just don't think to see the Aberdeen kind of new strike force clicking anytime soon. So yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. say three 0 Celtic actually. Okay, we'll get uh, Lewis and Andy's in the yeah, we'll get them in, in the chat in the chat yeah, yeah and put them in when they're hopefully they're on next week and we'll cool points from there. Um, the other game on Wednesday, St Mirren versus Hamilton. Should be a good game for them both. Really. Mm. Hamilton obviously on form, on uh, form for for them anyway. Um, and I can see. Well, obviously, St Mirren have been playing very good football as well uh, this season. Uh, I'm probably going to predict a draw for this one, to be honest. Oh, should I know? Or the heck? <sighs> yeah, I'm going to go with uh, one each draw. That one. I think I'm going to go for a 2-1 Hamilton win. Ooh. Just because it's Hamilton's time of the season to pick up points, I reckon they're going to get another win. The thing is... The thing is with Hamilton's, um, you know, run of form is that they they tend to start beating the teams around them rather than teams that are above them, and that's what pulls them up. Uh, so, really, what did you say your prediction? Uh, two one Hamilton. Um, two one Hamilton. Yeah. I'm really close to saying one 0 Hamilton, but I think it'll be a draw. I think St Mirren are in good form themselves, uh, but Hamilton will be. And I think Hamilton will be happy with a draw as well, to be honest, from that. It's another point away from Ross County. Um, mm. So, yeah, uh, that's all. That'll be 1-1. One, 1-1 one. One, one as well. Stop copying on my results. <laughs> that's that's how he wins every time. <laughs> no, as soon as he started talking about it, uh, before he said, I thought 1-1. One, one. Yeah, no, that's the same thing. He was just the game, yeah. <laughs> Next game. Uh, on Thursday, we've got the Europa League... Uh, Royal Antwerp versus Rangers. Again, I don't really know anything about Royal Antwerp apart from they can be a shit Spurs side. Um, so I'm going to go with a 2-1 win for Rangers. Good man. <laughs> um, I think Antwerp are going to be a lot better than what people think. I think the standard of Belgian football is pretty high, probably higher than the SPFL. Um, but I think Rangers will go through a tie. Uh, I think it will be a draw. I think I, I was telling you this earlier um, before we started. I think it'll be a draw over there, and Rangers will will get the win in Glasgow. So I'm going to go for two two in Antwerp. Could you say Marcus? Two two. Two two. Yeah. Take it. <sighs> right. Oh. I don't really know what to predict here, to be honest. Um, I can see Rangers winning the tie, but it will be a very close tie. Um, I am going to go one 0 Rangers because it'll be it'll be a very close game. I don't think I think the goal will come in the second half, late on in the second half. It'll be a set piece or something. Penalty. Um, but no, um, I'm hope, hoping for a very entertaining game on Thursday. It should, it should uh, be a good one, yeah. A lot of beers will need to be consumed before kick-off to settle my nerves, but <laughs> we move. So, yeah, 1-0 Rangers for me. Um, oh, I've just checked. If anyone cares, I've just checked the bar, so it's 1-1. 1-1. Is yeah. it? Nice. Yeah. Messi with a penalty. Yeah, I've just... So we'll move on to Saturday. Um, I'm just getting back up again. Uh, Saturday, all the games are kick off at three o'clock. Um, one of those is Aberdeen versus Kelly. That's got a nil nil all over it. See nil nil, Marcus. Yeah. Yeah, that Aberdeen and Kilmarnock under Tommy Wright. That's like. Yeah, <laughs> you've got Derek McInnes up against Derek McInnes light. 
and Tommy Reed. So yeah, that's that's normal. To be honest, if, if anyone predicts five five for this game and it turns out to be five five, <laughs> I will. I will really buy them a whole. I will buy them about a selection box of Mars bars. No, I was gonna say I'll buy yeah, the yeah. Mars factory for them. <laughs> yeah, Imagine if it does though. Oh. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with what Mark was saying and say nil nil. Yeah, nil nil. Because okay. I'm a realist. Mm-hmm. We all are on the False Nineties podcast. We should have a we should have a False Nineties drinking game, and you've got like a checklist. You've got somebody says I'm a realist. <laughs> you've got somebody predicting five five, and. You've got somebody slating Derek McInnes for Aberdeen not scoring goals, and I don't know, that's probably more we could do, but that'd be fun. Maybe the listeners can try that. Yeah. Try and make, make your own false nighties drinking game. Yeah. 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 Just wearing talks, I'm going for 5 5. <laughs> oh, no. Some, someone needs to do it. Someone needs to do it. Uh, no, in all seriousness, uh, I'll probably do it in a later game. Uh, I think. It does have a very close tie written all over it. Uh, I think I'm going to go with a draw, but I'm going to say one each. I think that would be really lucky. I don't know. Joe Lewis at this point. <laughs> Joe Lewis. Imagine that. <laughs> with, a, with a Mark Oxley X goal. Yeah. Uh, like, um,. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, is it Jimmy Glasgow? Um, header in the 98th minute or something like that. Mm. If Ferry tries his, like, 100 overhead kick attempt and actually goes in. Mind he always used to try that with us. He, was, like, he would try, like, 15 yeah. kicks in a match. Has he got his permit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so he played play at the weekend. Mm. That's why it was a 0-0 then. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. And move on from that, uh, from Canberra's current club to Canberra's old club, Hibs. Uh, they play Hamilton at Easter Road. Yeah, I'll go first because it's because usable for the Hibs fans. Yeah. Um, it will be if Hamilton played like how they played against us. It will be a very interesting tie to watch. Um, but obviously, it's at Easter Road, uh, better pitch. Um, I am going. To go with a Hibs win, and I'm going to say two nil. Debs. Hamilton are going to make it difficult because they always do at this time of the season. Um, and Hibs, they're you know they've missed out last weekend. They go what two weeks without playing, but I think they could pull off a two-one win. Depends who has COVID for Hibs as well, because if it's somebody like, if it's somebody that's in, in really important to the way we play, like Martin Boyle or Adam, uh, or uh, yeah, yeah, because the club Jackson hasn't said out. Sorry, come I was, was going to, I was going to say Adam Jackson there, but I was like, not Jackson Irvin. Um, <laughs> yeah, if it's like, if it's either him or uh, if it's either Martin Boyle or Jackson Irvin, then like one of these players that are really crucial to the way we're playing. Be a bit more nervous, but because we don't know who the player is, then I have to kind of assume. I don't know. I, just, I mean, it, for all we know, it could be like Matt Mincy, who's just a sub goalkeeper, you know. So, um, if it's a full strength squad for now, you'll say 3 1. I think we're gonna surprise people, and actually, it's gonna be a bit not as close as people think. Um, and the reason I say that is because Hibs do better against teams that like to have a goal and I think Hamilton will be looking to have a goal at us and um, attack yeah. more. and I think this, the space they're leaving behind will mean that Martin Moore will just you know, as I mean at this stage of the season they kind of need to have an all goal yeah yeah, they do I mean they're away at Easter Road so exactly yeah. but it depends it depends how they set up but that's how I can see them setting up so I think we'll beat them 3-1 I can see Martin Moore scoring again um I hope Deutsch gets a goal because he really drew one and he gets so much stick that it's undeserved. Um, so yeah, 3-1, but yeah, Hamilton will still get a goal away. Um, yeah, that's my prediction. Right. Uh, we've also got Motherwell versus St Johnston. Um, this is one... These are getting tougher. Yeah, <laughs> these, are, these are getting really hard to call. 
Um, Mullerwells and Johnston at Far Park. At Far Park, aye. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with St Johnston win, and I'm going to say 2-1, St Johnston. Just because St Johnston under Cam Davidson have been, has been very good, and Motherwell has been hit pretty hard against the rivals. So I think that will hurt them in this game. I I think I'm going to agree with you about uh, St Johnston, but I think Motherwell could going to come back fighting, and I'm going to say 2-2. Marcus. Marcus. It's thinking. So last week I had Motherwell to lose as well, and then they went and lost heavier than we all thought. So this week I was going to say two ones from Johnston, but then I thought, no, this this might actually be a higher scoring one. So I think. Well, he's pulling out the five five card. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> three, three ones from Johnston. Three ones from Johnston. Yeah. Sorry, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've also got St Mirren versus Livy. Man. Oh. Also, this, this, I think this game depends on how St Mirren plays against Hamilton. Yeah. Um, I'm going to back Livy. I'm gonna say two one. Did I say two one? No, I'll go one now. Bloody! In the past three games between these two clubs, have finished in a one nil win. So yeah, that's why I'm going for that. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go for one nil Livy as well. Um, I think they're gonna bounce back and take uh, you know a decent win into the League Cup final, which will be next week. Mm-hmm. Marcus. Marcus. I think Simmerin will actually be 2-1. 2-1 Simmerin. Yes. Okay. It'll be tight though, but yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Two games on Sunday, the 1st of which is at 3 o'clock, and it is Rangers versus Dundee United. 2-0. Last time it was tough against up in uh, Tannadice. Just scraped a 1-0. Uh, Ibrox should be a bit more settled. 2-0. Uh, 2-0 for me as well. See, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to agree and go 2-0 as well because I don't see Dundee United clicking as well as they did against Livy at Ibrox. Um, and if Rangers are coming back from Belgium with a good result, they're going to be on a high. So, yeah. Even if we lose the game or draw the game, I think Gerard will have the guys fired up for that game. Like This is back to league business now. Europa League out the head. Uh, next tie at the head. Focus on the league. Three games to go. Blah blah blah. So, so we've all gone two 0 for that. All, all of us here. Um, and the uh, last game on Sunday at seven thirty is at Dingwall, Ross County versus Celtic. And it, that's so that's if the game goes ahead. That's though. if it goes ahead. Yeah. Um, Can we say postponed for this game? We, you <laughs> could predict a postponed, but that would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. But you don't know how it's like up there, though. It's... Yeah, up there, I think it's still pretty. It's still there. So, um, if the game goes ahead, Ross County did play well when they played against Celtic in the in the cup game. I'm just gonna say, I think it will be. One each. Ooh. So it'd be a tough pitch for Celtic to go up to. Especially uh, one that was frozen for this weekend. It might be a bit, you know, cut up kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. And I kind of don't want to predict a Celtic win. So. Um, I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next then? Who's predicting next? 
I think someone took a win. I can't see what's currently doing anything. So they have done previously. I don't know because I, I can see Ross currently pulling out results against teams, just maybe not against Celtic. I don't think. They have done. You're no, just trying to make him predict <laughs> a Ross Celtic win. I can't see it. Um, but I, don't, I don't think Celtic will, will be amazing by any stretch. Um, I'm probably going to go a sneaky one that we went for Celtic. That's what I'm thinking. Because we're realists here. <laughs> I think Ross County are going to make it tough, um, but I'm going to go for a 3 2 Celtic win. Wow. That, that's that's one of the fives. <laughs> um, 5 3, did you say? No, 3 2. 3 2. with fives. Right. <laughs> Leaving the 5 5 for someone else to predict. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's all that. Yeah, we'll get. Obviously, we said we could get predictions from Lewis and Andy before tomorrow's games, because if it's afterwards, that's not fair. Um, if they if they get back to us afterwards, then they just forfeit those points. And exactly. Yeah, they don't get any points for them. Right. <laughs> I put them down for always postponed. <laughs> I mean, sure if they finish a postponed game and they predict and to get there, that's some three points right there. So. <laughs> Easy points. Yeah. Anyway, guys, that is the end of the podcast today. Thank you guys for coming today. And uh, we'll see you again next week. See you next week. The False 90s podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Podbean, and our website at false90s.wordpress.com. For updates, follow False90s on both Twitter and Instagram. And a big thank you to Francisco Alvia and his track Space Game, which is our theme tune.